Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. <laughs> Tommy, Ocean Chinook or Puget Sound Coho? What is your palate favorite? And you drop yeah. that kokanee on top of that barn door halibut's head, 67 feet of water, and he was not happy about that. Well, I don't know. What do you think? Boxers or briefs? Ooh, I'm going to have to go with a European cut speedo. Fantastic. Excellent choice. I yeah. love tuna. I do love tuna. Heck yeah! <laughs> hey, you know, I have a buddy who refers to Canadian geese as flying carp. Obviously, he's not cooking them. <laughs> he clearly, right? Oh, ocean snook. Seriously? Hands down. Really? Hands down. I don't fish for coho. Ah, good point. Hey, speaking of grind, can you tell the difference between ground deer and ground elk? Honestly, taste the difference. You know, Dwayne, we only get one chance to live this life. Mm-hmm. And you will always regret the things that you don't do. So you know what I tell people? Buy the damn boat. Hey, you know, the facts are some days are just a grind. Welcome to Fish Hunt Northwest, the number one fishing and hunting talk show throughout the Pacific Northwest and beyond. Now here's your host, Dwayne England, and of course, the infamous Tommy Donlan. Hello and welcome to Fish Hunt Northwest, Dwayne England, Tommy Donlan, and uh, yeah, that's two weeks in a row, bud. Two weeks in a row. We can make it three. <laughs> we I believe in us. Well, as you know, we're going to roll through this. We are going to take a bit of a Christmas break, a little pause, right? Yes, so. I'm counting on you to be here next week. I'm going to be here. And we're going to talk about that show coming up at the end of this show. So it's, mm-hmm. anyway, you want to stick around for that. But before we get too far along here, and of course, once again, we have tons of info to get through and obviously never enough time. I want to welcome everybody to the show tonight. We are here ready to go live from the Fish and Northwest studio here in Olympia, Washington. Uh, if it's your first time joining us, welcome to the show. First time watching us on Root Sports. Thanks for checking us out. Um, do us a favor, jump on over to our webpage www.fishhuntnw.com. There you're going to find uh, some interesting and uh, tons of content, first of all. Secondly, you're going to find a couple of coupon codes there on the front page. It's going to save you some money. So if you've never taken the opportunity to purchase indoor fish edge rods, why, I mean, they're behind the ball on this one, right, Tommy? Mm-hmm. It's like get some edge rods in your hand. We're going to save you 20% uh, over there at Edge Rods. FHN20 at checkout. You're going to save 20% on all your purchases through Edge Rods and through uh, Fish Hunt Northwest. And of course, Phelps Game Calls, Fish Hunt NW10 at checkout. You're gonna save 10% on all calls and we still have a ton of waterfowl to get through to the end of January. So yeah, we still do. Got, still got time, still got time. So um, speaking of waterfowl, coming back home late yesterday, getting back from the east side. Like I gotta get home. I gotta finalize getting this show ready to go, man. Right. We got content, right. we gotta get ready for, you know, Thursday. Hunting Ducks Tuesday, get it on the show Thursday. I mean, that's, that's how right. we try to get it, right? Yeah. Um, the traffic was terrible. Yep. But my takeaway is, is the weather wasn't exactly horrible. Right. right. It's, it's like, the weather's changing for sure. Yep. Cooling down. You know, we've got through all that high water. Rivers are receding. Yeah. Going to finally start getting opportunity on our rivers that are open. And don't get me going there. We'll talk about that later on. Right. But uh, rivers are dropping into shape. Going to be able to chase some steelhead. Mm-hmm. Sheet water in the fields is dissipating. We're going to be able to get birds back into the main areas. Where yeah, we, we got some clam them. digs coming up. We got some clam digs yep, coming crabbing up. Crabbing is still Excellent. open. Matter of fact, areas. clam digs open tonight. That's right. Uh, got a five five evening stretch here, and then next week again they pop mm-hmm. open. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, like I uh, often say, not all doom and gloom. We do have opportunity to go and do some stuff. Now, can we get some crab opportunity area ten maybe? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, God, not 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 winter crab this year. Not that, happening. That ship has sailed. Unfortunately, yeah. that is not happening. Yeah. So we miss out on that one this year. 
once again. But um, plenty to talk about tonight, buddy. And uh, we have, uh, you know, a couple great guests lined up and some great content. So let's get to it before we run out of time. Running down the show for tonight, we just kind of mentioned it, FH. And is in the duck blind with Ross Outdoor Adventures, and it was our sponsor appreciation invite. A little something we like to try and do to say thank you. And we had a fantastic time over there. We're going to show you that. We're going to also show you part two of that day, Tuesday, just this last Tuesday, us out there in the duck blind at Potholes, how it all came together and how we ended up. I think you're going to enjoy this video. Um, a recap of our recent hunt then about Ross Outdoors, the Duck Taxi, Mardon Resort. There's so much going on over there. We want to take a little bit of time to say, hey, you can go to this too. And here's why you should, because it's a great family outing, great opportunity, and the accommodations are fantastic. So we're going to bring that to you. Guests tonight lined up, uh, a friend of ours, Larry Stamp, Rods and Reels in Need. It's the holiday season. How you can bring folks together in this great charity we're going to tell you what it's all about and how you can get some fishing gear rods and reels in the hands of those that need them uh first time to the program through wdfw joy mccanna uh private land section manager with wdfw tommy we got a situation here too many turkeys private land and hunters and this is another thing mm -hmm. we're bringing this all together collectively you're gonna see we can't blast some birds and then of course gray's harbor that's it, man. We are done. So frustrating. Why is there no steelhead fishing in Grays Harbor again? Well, we're going to tell you all about it. It's, um, that is a doom and gloom. Yeah, that's disappointing. That one is a doom and gloom. Yeah, especially so, after all the effort that WDFW put forth. 100% yep. agree. Yeah. We're going to kind of walk back through that process, too. We're also going to unravel that as far as actually the amount of fishing the co-managers are doing, mm -hmm. where they're doing it, the impact's probable, to those fisheries and why that's bad for everybody. We're also, you know, talk about the fact that we don't get to go fishing on our side of the table. Yep. Yeah, you know, credit to DFW and all the efforts they put in. But we're gonna we're gonna break that all down later on here in the show. So uh, as we get to this and get through it, we're gonna jump out for a quick break. We come back, you're gonna enjoy parts one and two of our recent duck hunt just this Tuesday over there on the east side, blasting ducks and having a great time. Gonna show that to you, bring it to you right after this break, right here at Fish on Northwest. Defiance Marine is the one-stop shop for the Pacific Northwest Angler. Defiance Marine guarantees the best price on a new and best service on a repower for your current boat. Defiance Marine is a Honda Premier dealership and one of the largest on the West Coast. Defiance Marine is a boat dealer who proudly sells Defiance, Allied, and Arima boats. All boats are built by West Coast fishermen for West Coast fishermen. Defiance Marine has all your boating needs to help you get out on the water. If you're looking for the best fishing rods in the world, you really do need to take a look at the edge rods. I designed and built new machinery, and I think this new machinery has enabled us to build blanks like no other company can build without this equipment. There is no other rods in the world that are as good as these rods. You owe it to yourself to take a good look at them. All right, welcome back here in the studio after that uh, little getaway out there in the duck blind. What'd you think, Tommy? Mm -hmm. No, that's phenomenal. Well, and even more phenomenal that that hunt that you guys did was two days ago. Uh huh. And uh, that 
that little Viking, <laughs> Matt yep. Messing, Viking yes. Outdoor Productions, man, he can he can put in some work and get that video editing done quick. He's getting it done. He's getting great at shooting yeah. that content. I looked at it after we were done. I was like, dude, you got some great stuff. Who doesn't love watching the dogs work and oh yeah, retrieving? And you know, uh, Charlie, uh, credit credit to uh, Nate there. Charlie's out there bringing back two ducks at one time and just. You know, really enjoyable. Mm -hmm. We had a great time. That was uh, that was an extension of an invite for you know from us out to mm -hmm. show sponsors and contributors who could join us over there. And got to thank Mike Coombs, owner at uh, Outdoor Emporium and Sport Co, <clears throat> uh, for joining us. Mike Serta, Great Marine West Coast rep. You know, a good mm -hmm. buddy of ours and loves to shoot ducks. And you saw him blowing on the duck call. Yep. There. He's pretty proficient. Yeah, he's pretty good at that. Talented dude in the uh, duck blind. And Bobby Loomis, Britton uh, from yep. uh, from Max Lure. You know, they got oh, over yeah. there. Um, Casey Kelly, owner at Potsky's, longtime friend, he joined us the next day for the goose hunt. Couldn't make it for both days out of the office. And then, of course, we had John Cruz, host and creator of the uh, Northwestern Outdoorsman Radio. Okay. Uh, you know, just a great group of uh, guys out there having a great day on the water with Ross Outdoors yeah. and shooting ducks. Yeah. So. Good. And none of the none of the Potskys gel ended up on any of the decoys? <laughs> no. They were safe? No, we did not okay. set the decoys as okay, we felt good. like that wasn't going to be, uh, good. you know, give us any advantage. So. And then this was all enabled through Shelby Ross, right? He's the, the man of the hunt and yep. set it all up. So how does, if somebody wants to book that hunt, how do they do that? So Ross Outdoor Adventures, you can, you know, www.rossoutdooradventures.com. You can find his webpage, of course, and, and he's very active social media platforms. So mm -hmm. if you're typing and Googling in, Anything Ross at Ross Outdoor Adventures, and you can check out all on his webpage too, all his walleye fishing stuff. Yeah, and right. Up. But duck and goose right. hunts, okay. Um, you know, and it's the fully full-on deal if you want the fully guided trip, which you're going to mm -hmm. enjoy those duck poppers and duck kebabs. Yeah, lights out, amazing. Yeah. I mean, Serdic and uh, Mike Coombs, they tried those for the first time. They're like, oh my gosh, you're kidding. Yeah, did they even make it down the bench? Or did they, kind of <laughs> they were picked pretty clean by the yeah, time they got yeah. there. Handed Serdic uh, a stick, go just you know, lick right, the stick, right, whatever. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> we got an easy end of this process right. here. So, um, but you know, uh, Shelby also owns the Duck Taxi, originally uh, established by Mardon Resort back in the day with Mike Meesberg mm -hmm. and family. But so you got the duck taxi. taxi. Um, so you can sign up for the full-on guided deal or, you know, what's really popular is the self-guided hunt. Yeah. You meet him at the dock in the morning. They load you into the duck taxi. They take you out to a pre-established blind. Decoys are set, ready to go. You got a little puddle jumper uh, kayak to retrieve your mm -hmm. uh, wounded birds if you don't bring a dog. Mm -hmm. Or just bring Britain. Or just bring Britain, right? Okay. And um, you can go out there and get your birds. Um, you hunt until you call them and say, hey, come and get us, or they'll come get you about one o'clock or so. But um, you can do the self-guided mm -hmm. thing. You can get your accommodations all taken care of through Mardon Resort. Just go to www.mardonresort.com. Mm -hmm. Say that again, www.mardonresort.com. Accommodations are phenomenal. Those cabins up there on the far left, those are the new lake house uh, individual uh, houses that they built. Two bedroom, yeah. full amenities, all brand new, state of the art, huge screen TVs, fireplaces. Like, If you want to go over there and hunt and bring the spouse, then maybe he or she doesn't want to hunt. Right. They can spend the day in there enjoying that, enjoying yeah. the lake, enjoying the atmosphere around there. You can get out on a hunt and just relax. Hot showers, you know, it's just a great place to get away for a couple of days and take it all in and enjoy that. So uh, the nice thing about the self-guided through Shelby, if you call up or book through uh, Ross Outdoor Adventures, Mondays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays, 30% off on those hunts right now oh, right through on. the end of the season. That's a hell of a deal. It's a really good deal. And yeah. minimum group of three. 
And yep. sometimes, you know, if you got a group of two, call and Shelby might be able to pair you up with another individual. Yeah. And so you save that 30% on Mondays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays on duck hunts. Yeah, take you out deal. in the taxi, drop you off, the whole well, deal. Especially if you've never done it before, right? Or you're just trying to get into it mm -hmm. and I mean, there's a there's a barrier to entry for this particular type of hunting, right? I mean, yeah. all, those decoys aren't cheap, right? You know, and yep. then let alone having a hunting dog and doing it, right? Mm -hmm. So this is all set up. You got the decoys, you got a kayak, you've you've got a blind. Everything's taken care of. And you might find something that you all of a sudden become passionate about, right? And then you kind of build it from there. So it's right. a great starter kit, so to speak. And then right? you start draining your 401k. There you go. Yeah. Sounds like a plan. Anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed that content. You too can take advantage of that through Ross Outdoor Adventures. I suggest you do. We're going to jump out for a quick break. We come back, going to welcome Larry Stamp back to the show, check in with him and see what he has going on at Rods and Reels in Need. Right after this break right here at Fish Hunt Northwest. Hey, guys, I'm Big Mike. Come on down to the Edge Pro Shop and see me. We've got all the best brands under one roof. We've got Hawken, Procure, Short Bus, Pro Troll, Yakima Bait, Get Em Dry Jigs, Northwest Bait Scent, Daiwa Reels, North Fork Lures, North Wild, Brad's, Superfly, Rocky Mountain Tackle, and of course, the greatest rods ever built, Edge Rods. All right, welcome back here to the show, Fish on Northwest, Wayne and Tommy Donlin. I want to welcome to the show, uh, no stranger, I've had him before, and for good reason, Larry Stamp, Rods and Reels in Need. Uh, how you doing, Larry? Thanks for taking time out this evening, buddy. Absolutely. Good to see you again. I appreciate the invite. Absolutely. So, hey, this time of year, it's kind of a special time of year. The holiday season's approaching and all. And, um, you know, it really it really kind of becomes apparent that there's a lot of folks out there in need, especially this time of year. And you guys got a lot of good stuff going on. Rods and Reels in Need, it's all about, you know, what? For people that haven't followed us before or followed you, kind of give us a real quick synopsis of what you have going on there. Yeah, sure. Well, I mean, we all know that uh, fishing is getting more and more expensive and it's excluding a lot of people from being able to go out and enjoy the sport, particularly kids. So our mission is to help them get the gear that they need so that they can go out and get on the water and enjoy the experience. And of course, uh, we've got an affinity for kids and veterans and uh, um, guys have been hurt in service. So we really, really try hard to take care of them. Nice. Yeah. Now, Larry, can you talk about, you know, geographically, what what area do, do you serve and then how does how does someone be qualified to be on the receiving end of of your organization sure well we've got uh, pete fogel down in oregon city who's just rocking it down there and uh uh faith marie who's um just holding down the fort in richland over at tri-cities mm. and then there's me here in olympia so we're you know we're not throughout the state as much as we would like to be yet. But uh, those are the areas that we're covering. And as far as qualifying, you know, it's kind of, you have to take it on faith and faith alone because there's really no good way to vet people mm -hmm. to make sure that they are indeed needy. So it's kind of the uh, the honor system, if you will. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. So if persons have family members, friends, veterans, persons that they feel, you know, are in fact in need or do, you know, qualify as someone needing assistance, like, how, how do we get a hold of you? What kind of information do you need to, to find that, that gear that you have uh, into the hands of these folks that are in need? Yeah, you know, the best thing to do is call. And uh, we're trying to just narrow it down eventually on the website where people can go in and, and uh, just request the, the things that they would like to have. But for now, it's just call the area and 
ask us because there's certain things that we want to know. I want to try to match the gear to the person, mm-hmm. be they a kid, be an adult, and what kind of species they want to fish for so that I can match the gear and match the tackle appropriately. So it's all a matter of call me because if, if you if you get on the internet or, or Facebook and say, gosh, I've got kids, I'd like to have something. If I can't talk to you, I can't help you. Yeah, so it yeah, all boils right. down to pick up the phone. Okay. Yeah. And, and so I think a lot of people, the viewers are probably wondering, you know, what kind of gear are, are you looking for? Is it, is it just rods and reels? Is it rods, reels and fishing tackle? And then, I mean, talk a little bit about the gear itself, you know, is if somebody that has a reel and maybe it needs a bearing and they're like, Hey, I'd, I'd rather donate it. Right. Or do you want something that's like pristine condition, ready to go? Well, you know, first off, as far as the type of gear, um, trout gear is primarily the big ticket item for sure. us. Makes sense. And mm-hmm. of that, um, we get a lot of nice rods and no reels. So spinning reels, uh, mm. trout, trout size reels are, uh, just a, a hot commodity for us. And we take in bass gear, we take in steelhead gear, um, we take in any kind of tackle whatsoever. I, I've taken in inflatables, outboard motors, which are a little bit tough to get rid of, but I can, <laughs> yeah. I can yeah, make that think, happen. Yeah. Okay. That's a specific individual. Um, yeah, it, it's uh, crazy the stuff that people bring you sometimes. And, um, you know, as far as the condition, um, we need gear that works, works well. We need gear that is, um, not beat up and everything. Mm-hmm. And number one, we don't have the time or the, the, the manpower to be able to fix things. And number two, I guess the litmus, te- litmus test for the whole thing is imagine you're a little kid getting this uh, rod and reel that was donated and it's Christmas morning, right? You know, how are they going to act? Is it going to be, oh, wow, this is cool. Or is it going to be, eh, you know, mm-hmm. so that's, that's kind of the litmus test that we go by. Right. So there's no Santa's workshop with a bunch of elves in the background <laughs> that are swapping out drags and doing bearings. Right. So got to no, be in working condition. Got it. Gotcha. Just me and a buddy and a couple of beers. That's okay, about it. You know? Hey, uh, how's 2024? Before we get out of here, how's 2024 shaping up for you? You got some goals you're trying to achieve and or, you know, uh, any type of events or do you need volunteers? Yes. I think that's probably a good question. You need volunteers and are you looking for people to help out? Well, in a nutshell, our, our priority right now is we want to get the website working better, get it automated so people can get in and make donations and request things and so on. We want to move north and south and expand. And when that happens, we're going to need some more volunteers. We need to expand the board. And instead of doing Fish Expo like we did last year, we want to start doing more small events in conjunction with other organizations, kind of tag on to what they're doing. And then the other thing that we want to do is to offer regular yearly periodic uh, sessions, if you will, where we give away gear and we help parents and kids learn the basics of fishing because we've given away a lot of gear. Parents are happy and they have no freaking clue what to do with it. They have no idea how to kid. Perfect. Um, And we've got some other small events going too. Pete's working on one in Oregon City with U.S. Bank and then we're going to be at Verl's in April with them and we're going to be in uh, Yelm. So awesome. smaller events, more contact and move it around the state. Perfect. Okay. You got some contact information. We're going to throw that up on the screen here real quick. Phone numbers and names of the folks you mentioned yourself, Pete, 
Fogel, and then of course Faith Marie over in uh, Tri-City. So we'll go ahead and put this information up on our Facebook page and our social media platforms, Larry, so folks can get a hold of you. And uh, especially if they're looking this time of year to get some, uh, get some equipment and some gear in the hands of especially these kids uh, through yep. the Christmas season. So always a pleasure, my friend. Keep doing what you guys are doing. You are doing a fantastic job and really helping out a lot of folks in our community. Appreciate it. You all have a uh, wonderful holiday, okay? Yeah, yeah absolutely. You too. You Thanks, too. Larry. Thank you, Larry. Have, have, Thanks, have a man. great evening. Bye-bye. All right, that is uh, Larry Stamp. Rods and Reels in Need. Follow their Facebook uh, information at Rods and Reels in Need and or uh, check out the information we'll post up on our social media platforms. Jumping out for a quick break. We come back. We're going to talk a little bit of turkeys, Tommy. Mm-hmm. little Tom turkey. Gobble, gobble. Little Tom. <laughs> yep. Uh, with WDFW, Private Land Section Manager, uh, Joey uh, McKenna, and lots to get through with him. So we're going to jump out for a quick break. We'll be back after that right here, Fish on Northwest. New days. New beginnings. New friends. New loves. New dreams. New goals. New scenery, new job. No matter what the next chapter holds, Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate will be there to help you find the new that's right for your lifestyle at any stage of your life. Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate. Expect better. All right, welcome back here in studio. Uh, time to talk a little turkeys. Let's do it. Time to talk a little turkeys. Tommy. Gobble, gobble. Try to say that. Uh, welcoming to the show, Joy McKenna. Uh, you are the WDFW Private Lands Section Manager and got some great stuff going on here with this turkey opportunity. Thanks for, uh, thanks for joining us on the show tonight. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me. So it looks like uh, there is or are some areas in the state that have far too many turkeys. Um, you can drive around and figure that out for yourself if you're not familiar. Uh, WDFW has worked out a program now to have hunters assist landowners in the removal of these pesky critters from what I'm reading. That's right. So if you're a hunter who's interested, the program is called Private Lands Access Program. And Joey, I think the way this works is you take, you know, the hunters that don't have that private land, right? Basically the public, but they're interested in harvesting a turkey. And it basically matches them with a landowner that is willing to have hunters come onto their property. Is that right? Oh, yeah, it is. We have a lot of damage from turkeys, especially when we get snow. And, you know, so we try to match hunters up with those uh, landowners. Yeah. It, um, it looks like it's pretty well balanced out in a number of different categories as I was reading up on this entire process. So I kind of want to take a, so a little time here, Joey, walk through those different levels or how this process works. So it looks like the first one kind of falls under a feel free to hunt. So tell us about if you see something posted or what, what are folks going to see in finding this feel free to hunt? Yeah, sure. So on our public facing website, we have all of our access programs and our feel free to hunt program is really for uh, mostly for absentee landowners, you know, they really don't care who's on our property. They're not there. Mm -hmm. And then the other portion of that is, um, industrial forest timberlands. Um, uh, you know, so, so they're not charging a fee to get on there. So oh, we're nice. trying to, you know, so we go through, we apply for grants and we're actually able to offset that cost. So the, uh, so the hunter doesn't have to pay for that. Wow. That's awesome. And then there's another option on the, on the website that's called register to hunt. Now, is that hunter, are they, are they registering with WDFW or are they registering with the landowner and, and how does that option work? Yeah, so the way that option works is we don't, uh, so in the Feel Free to Hunt program statewide, we have about 460,000 acres. In the Register to Hunt, we only have about 22,000 acres. And oh. the way that works is you find those locations on our website 
and you go out there and it's a first come first serve basis and you go in there you sign your name in and you register and you hunt that property and when you leave you sign out of that property and if no one's there uh someone a hunter shows up they're able to come in and sign in and hunt that property oh interesting okay. and that's yeah. not to be confused with the next opportunity which is hunt by reg reservation hunt by reservation what's that all about yeah, so the hunt by reservation, uh, so that actually started when we applied for a federal grant through the federal farm bill, which is a voluntary public access, and it's to try to increase access to private lands. And um, through the nation, it's been about a $10, oh, $10 million um, you know, grant opportunity, which Washington has been successful every year. Mm. And uh, legislators right now, they're really looking at bumping that program up to about $150 million dollars. Uh, years. Um, and uh, Washington's been very um, active in that. Uh, so we've got contracts through there and we were able to develop a reservation system where landowners don't want to be contacted. Uh, you know, so we work with landowners, our private lands biologists do, and they're able to uh, work with landowners set basically a hunt schedule up for the entire year. So it's a quality, uh, more of a quality experience. And then you go on our website and you have to register as a hunter. You have to have a wild ID. And then once you register, um, any of those hunts on our website uh, with green stars on them, um, so you can go in there and you can register for hunt uh, two weeks before there. And it's a group of one or two, uh, depending on the size of the property. And usually it's just your group that's on the property, uh, you know, that's out there. So it's more of a quality hunt. And that ranges from turkey to big game to upland. Nice. No, nice. that's great. So there's, there's even another option, which is called hunt by written permission. And, you know, I'm, I'm curious about that. How do you find a landowner? And I'm even more curious. So on the, what I really want to ask is on the landowner side, are these, all of these lands, they've been verified that they basically have an influx of turkeys. How do you, how do you screen all of these properties? How does that work? Yeah. So for the properties, uh, so all these, I mean, these are for big game, upland game birds, waterfowl, and for turkeys. And, you know, so we're out there, a lot of it's through our wildlife uh, conflict specialists. They're out there working with these landowners when they call in a damage complaint or a nuisance complaint. And, you know, so we're going out there meeting with them, uh, verifying their damage and seeing what's there. And then once they do that, uh, then we work with our, so our wildlife conflict staff, work with our private land staff and have them out there to try to get them in one of these access programs to try to um, alleviate some of their damage that they're having out there. Okay. Fantastic. And then as part of that written program, how does that work? Are they, is say if I'm the public land hunter and I want to find somebody that's willing to, you know, accept my letter, uh, how does, how do I do that? Sure. Yeah. So the Hunt by Written Permission Program um, is probably one of our oldest programs. We have about 680,000 acres uh, statewide enrolled in that program. And really what it is, is landowners want to know or those landowners want to know who's on their property. Yep. And so they have, uh, so we put their name and their phone number on the signs. We don't public actually put those on our public uh, facing website. Um, you know, so you have to do some scouting. You got to get out there. You got to be driving around and actually look for those sites. And then you contact those landowners to get permission for those properties. So, but like I said, it's really, they just want to know who's on our property. Yeah, for sure. It makes yeah, sense. So uh, a lot of information there in a real short amount of time. Best location folks can go to find out all this information, read up on it, and start getting connected uh, through WDFW into these landowners real quick. Uh, yeah, on our private lands website, so go to our outfacing website there. 
um, you know, wdfw.wa.gov, and you go there and go to our private lands hunting access, and you'll be able to find all these programs on there. Um, and a lot of them, if you if you actually click on there, you can look at the map. It'll tell you what species are available to hunt on those properties. And, uh, you know, then you have a location in there. But the hunt everyone permission, you have to actually contact them. Gotcha. Perfect. Well, really, really good uh, information. Appreciate you taking the time. He is Joey McKenna, WDFW Private Land Section Manager. And uh, don't be a stranger. We'll be in touch again. Appreciate the time. Thanks, Joey. Yeah, hey, thank you very much. You bet. Have a great evening. All right, going to jump out for a quick break. We come back. We're going to try to very quickly kind of wrap up this Grays Harbor, where we landed and why. No steelhead fishing. How come? Stick around after the break right here at Fish on Northwest. Support from Northwest Sportsmen make Federal Ammunition the world's leading ammunition manufacturer. Federal uses the industry's finest materials, giving you reliable ammunition that delivers superb accuracy and optimum performance. Northwest hunters rely on Sportco to provide the best selection of prices in the Northwest since 1985. Sportco and Outdoor Emporium in Fife and Seattle. Your journey begins here. All right, welcome back here, Fishing Northwest. So, Tommy, we're just going to get right into this. Obviously, the announcement came out this week. Grace Harbor, wham, closed. All the work, yep. all the effort, didn't matter. Best plan WDFW's ever laid in front of the co-managers to right. surgically go after these hatchery fish. They actually put it out there and could show that their intended uh, fishery would have about a one to maybe three percent impact on wild fish right. for that season, and controlled month by month. Yes. which is which is the ridiculous part is it was such a good plan, mm -hmm. and you know the problem came in when we got the forecast, and the forecast was again below the escapement level again, that, yep. that the state and the tribe had in mind, mm -hmm. but there was still an opportunity of fish that could have been fished on a hatchery right. fish, right. and nothing with a very minimal again yeah. minimal to no impact on these wild fish right. and right. we're doing our job by going after those hatchery fish that are put in the river for put take yep. that we need to be going after more it's going to be problematic going down the road so here yep. we are moving forward no opportunity grace harbor because the co-manager said they're not fishing you're not fishing right it wouldn't matter what plan we laid out there i don't think they're going to agree mm. to it which is concerning because it's supposed to be co-management yeah. It's like, where's our opportunity on our side when they put in forth the effort? Right. Now, we remember last year, it was balked at, like, no, you can't fish because you have no way to collect data. Yeah, right. We're not going to fund you to mm -hmm. put boots on the ground to select, you know, to collect that creel data, mm -hmm. and therefore you can't fish. Right. But that wasn't the case this year. They had the They money. had the funds. They got the boots right. on the ground. They hired the temporary seasonal employees. They had them trained up sitting in the offices, ready to go December 1st. Mm -hmm. Now talking with staff through the uh, Region 6 office, uh, that money's not going to waste. They're going to allocate those folks to different rivers, the Ho, the Soul Duck, out okay. to Willapaw Bay. There's going to be a lot of activity in some of these rivers, and they're going to at least utilize the people to start gathering the data that's going to be beneficial moving forward in managing those fisheries. Yeah, so that, that funding is basically going to go to more monitoring of other rivers, basically, is what you're saying. Yeah, but it doesn't yeah. do us any good here in the Grays Harbor region, this south coast, in that this is where we really mm -hmm. needed to start gathering data. This is where we really needed to start working this system under a microscope to move forward in future management so we can begin to mm -hmm. continue these fisheries or else we're just we're on this hamster wheel right now. Right. And we've gained nothing. Yeah. Even with all the work and effort, right? Yeah, no. So so again, the next question that I'm sure all the viewers want to know is 
are the co-managers, aka the tribes, are they gonna? Are the Quinaults? Are they gonna fish Grace Harbor? They are not. There's no nets okay. going in the river, so nobody's fishing. So for, for three years in a row now, we'll have no mm -hmm. activity on the waters. The, mm -hmm. I'm not sure about the Chehalis tribe and where they land on this whole thing. Something mm -hmm. tells me they'll probably be fishing. Okay. That's a totally separate conversation between DFW mm -hmm. and the in the Chehalis tribe. Now, more concerning on top of this also though is the co-managers have basically laid it out there, say we are fishing, Quinault, Queets. State and feds have said, we're not fishing recreational opportunity on those rivers. Very high concern for downward spiraling returns on these wild fish season after season. Four-year trend going down yeah. at, a, at a rapid pace. Uh, cautionary approach, conservation approach, we're not fishing, we need to leave them alone. Mm -hmm. Co-manager said, we're fishing. Gillnet Fisheries, four and five days a week. You can find their, their schedule on the Quinault uh, webpage. And uh, four and five days a week on their net sets, uh, this could have an unknown impact of 10 to 30% on, say, the Quinault. Could have an impact of 10 to 20% of the overall run size on the Queets. That'll yet to be determined. I guess we'll see when it's all said and done. The other thing they're doing is they're conducting their um, recreational opportunities. Yeah, so that's what I was wondering about. Are, yeah. are the tribal guides still going to have that recreational yep, opportunity? Yeah, they're going to have the guide have? boats out there, okay. and uh, they're going to be fishing. Now, the bright side on that is those guys, and a lot of them, friends of mine and whatnot, mm -hmm. they can take a conservation approach and catch and release, right. right? They don't have to bonk the wild fish because the robust hatchery fish that they produce are more than ample to, the, to And they take. are robust. They are. Yeah, I've seen them. And yeah. so um, they do have that ability. So kudos to that side of the equation. If they're going to be yep. on the water, I, I'm hoping they employ catch and release tactics to make sure they're trying to do their part. But, you know, it doesn't come down to them. They're not the decision makers in this thing. No. And, no. They're, you know, they're fishermen. And they want to bring people out on the water and get them onto the fish. And if you right. choose to go fish with them, you know what, that's on you. Right. I have a hard time. It's a tough act for me to grind this year with plans to go fish with a few of those guys and take advantage of it. But when we're pulling back on our side of the table to say we have conservation concerns. Yeah. And there's also the commercial fishery going on. It's going to be whacking the fish. I don't want to be another hook in the water that's having an impact on wild fish. Right. That's me personally. Right. Yeah. Those guys are going to earn a living. Okay, that's great. Mm -hmm. We're going to choose not to fish those systems this year. And it kind of bums me out because I was looking mm -hmm. forward to getting some content, generating a story, and focusing on a few of those guys that have been guiding mm -hmm. out there for a long time. But we may have to wait to bring that information in the future. So um, the commission meeting today, real quick, uh, they laid out the plan. Um, James Losey did a nice job putting it all out there for the fish committee to you know, review. Mm -hmm. There was some response by a few of them like, oh, it looks like we've done the right thing at Grays Harbor. Uh, tip my cap to Kelly Cunningham. Mm -hmm. He basically said, hold on, not so fast, pump the brakes. Our... <coughs> Staff did an amazing job. We've put a lot of work into this. We presented a fail-proof plan. Mm -hmm. I'm proud of the work we've done, and he should be. Yeah. And I thought we were going fishing, and the co-managers yeah. could not come to agreement. We're not exactly happy, and this is a beyond drastic move that the co-managers are pushing. So mm -hmm. at least they're trying to educate the commission, like, this is not the way we wanted this to go. Yeah, right. And you guys need to be aware yeah. that we're not happy. Yeah. So um, credit to DFW staff, Kelly Cunningham, and your folks. You guys have put a lot of effort in on this, and I wish we had more time to talk about it. Commissioner Jim Anderson, tip my cap to you as well because you're in our favor. So, mm -hmm. all right. Uh, more to talk about on that down the road, but we're going to jump out for a quick break. When we come back, we're going to close out the show right here at Fish on Northwest. Defiance Marine is the one-stop shop for the Pacific Northwest Angler. Defiance Marine guarantees the best price on a new and best service on a repower for your current boat. 
Defiance Marine is a Honda premier dealership and one of the largest on the West Coast. Defiance Marine is a boat dealer who proudly sells Defiance, Allied, and Arima boats. All boats are built by West Coast fishermen for West Coast fishermen. Defiance Marine has all your boating needs to help you get out on the water. All right, welcome back here in studios. We wrap it up. Nicely done there, Tommy. We had a lot to get through tonight and not yes, much time we did. to do it. Hey, I want to remind everybody, next week, final show of our season before we go yeah. into the holiday break for a couple weeks. Uh, In-studio guest, Bill Herzog, the general. You know him, you love him. It's going to be an old segment from years past when he and I did radio, Tommy. It's going to be what it was, what it is. It's all about steelhead where it is right now and what it used to be. This is going to be a phenomenal show, tons of giveaways, and uh, just going to have a really good time. So have a great week. Have a great weekend. We will see you back here next week in the studio right here from Fish Hunt Northwest. Hey, thanks for joining us here on the Fish Hunt Northwest weekly podcast. I want to remind everyone that you can catch our weekly live stream show on our Facebook page and, of course, our YouTube channel every Thursday evening at 6 p.m. West Coast time. You'll get our insightful in-studio interviews, our extremely detailed how-to segments in the bait lab, the infield segments we bring to you when we're on the water or in the woods, and of course, our amazing cooking recipes in the kitchen with co-host Sherry England and chef Jeff Maxfield. Give us a follow on our Facebook page at Fish Hunt Northwest. Also subscribe to our YouTube channel at Fish Hunt NW. Find us on Twitter and Instagram, and finally, Go to our webpage at www.fishhuntnw.com for all the latest and greatest info. Join us each week here on our podcast. Join us each week at our live production. Have a great week, everybody. We'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.